0: welcome to coaching through cancer a show for partners spouses friends and family of those fighting cancer daryl taylor is a certified coach a widower and father he knows firsthand the struggles that spouses and families go through after a cancer diagnosis if you're in the battle of your life you are not alone this is the place for you Hello and welcome to coaching you through today's topic is how to manage your mind but perhaps the first question before how is why our mind our brain is wired to keep us safe it's old programming back when we lived on the savannas or in caves and we needed to fear for life or death concerns like wild animal attacks or something else basically your brain does not want to take risk Right? It wants to keep this body safe. But in a modern world, this is not helpful. We live in a world where taking risk can lead to great reward. The downside might be loss of an investment or embarrassment, but certainly not life or death. So managing your mind is essential because it is the path to managing your outcomes. So today I want to talk about some tips. And for the sake of discussion, we're going to talk about the brain occupying essentially three states one being comfort one being growth and another one being panic or overwhelm and you need to manage your mind in each of these states perhaps slightly differently so comfort is your default state right it's that old programming it doesn't involve risk it's a lower energy state right the brain can conserve energy and it favors routine and the wash rinse repeat cycle over Anything that challenges norms or creates any sense of discomfort that your brain is set to guard against. The growth state, I'm arguing here, is the preferred state of mind. It's the sweet spot. Here, your mind is stimulated and you're in growth mode. You're not stagnating. You're not freaking out. You're taking appropriate and measured risk and you're getting whatever results or rewards that are commiserate with those risks that you're taking. Right? It's balanced it's stimulated and you're moving forward panic or overwhelm is when you're overstimulated. you've pushed past the state where you can manage your thoughts and now your brain is catastrophizing everything else around you right it's looking at not only the things that you're doing to challenge yourself and what that means to it but it's looking at everything else that's going on around you saying be careful here watch out for that right and often it will fall into these four response modes fight flight fawn or freeze right in fight mode you become angry maybe you feel like the victim you are defensive argumentative controlling in flight mode you're in retreat you avoid you procrastinate you withdraw you might shut down in fawn you actually defer whatever desires or goals or plans you have to someone else it's sort of a give up state right and you allow someone else to do the thinking someone else to expend the energy someone else to to set and target and explore the risk other than you and then freeze is really just and can total shutdown and you might isolate yourself you probably feel stuck you probably feel helpless so for each of these states i'm going to offer you a three-step process Right, And for each of these steps, there's tasks or actions within them that will help you out. And it's AIA, Awareness, Integration, and Action. So with awareness, what we're looking for is what we're thinking or feeling, either one. Now, the simple way that I do this is to just write everything down. I journal or do what we call in coaching a thought download. Everything that's in your head, unedited, written down, and put onto a piece of paper. Or onto your iPad or spoken into a voice recording app however you choose to get it out but the idea is to just do it until sort of your brain empties out and you've kind of run out of things right and again it's not edited it's not trying to even look at sentence structure or anything like that you're just trying to get all your thoughts and all your feelings out of your head into some other concrete or crystallized fashion right Now, some of us are much more attuned to what we think, right? We're sort of in our heads all the time, maybe intellectualizing everything, and others are going to be more in tune to what they're feeling. doesn't really matter. Both are a good starting place. The key is to identify both the thoughts and the feelings that you have. This is essential because thoughts and feelings occur as a sandwich, right? If you have a thought that says you are uh, not good at something, you might feel discouraged, right? And those two things happen within a microsecond of each other, right? So, again, not important whether you have more of one or the other. We can use either one to sort of work backwards and to identify what state you're in. This state we talk about, we sometimes call it the model, right? It's basically a rubric or a construct that we use to help you see what's going on in your mind and to help you see how that's affecting you Uh, help you figure out things and then put you on a path where you can decide what it is you actually want to think or feel and move in that direction right so again if the thought is I can't figure this out it's not gonna work you're probably gonna feel something like discouragement right so what do you do when you feel discouraged right are you angry do you withdraw right these are the beginning steps of awareness just knowing that this is what you're thinking or feeling and then we can kind of tease out together how you you respond, what kind of actions you take or you don't take, and what has happened when you've done that. The next piece might be the most important, and that's the integration and processing. This is really specifically for the emotional component, right? The inclination is to try to skip this step, but nothing works correctly or in a lasting way without it. In modern life, what drives us and stops us most of the time are emotions. We're always seeking pleasure or avoiding pain. Seeking pleasure from the dopamine hits of getting likes and follows, some reward or recognition, a raise, more status, compliments, whatever it might be. Most, if not all of this, is ephemeral. It's subject to what we make it mean or we avoid the pain of negative comments and trolling, the fear of not getting a reward or a raise or or being embarrassed in front of an audience, for instance. Again, not life or death, but we respond, our body, our brain, our central nervous system, fight, flight, fawn, or freeze. We respond as if it's life or death. Again, this stems from what we are making it mean. So you want to raise but not really respond to the fear. You wanna recognize that fear is there, but not respond to it. Okay? So, how do you do this, this emotional aspect? I recommend a process that comes from the French word for health, it's sane. Probably not pronouncing that correctly, I'm sure the French would tear me apart, but S A I N. Okay? And what we wanna do with this process is to take a look at what we're feeling, right? And this takes some intentional practice, right? But we wanna take a look at what we're feeling and also break that down, right? The basis of this is, is that emotions are simply vibrations in your body, right? Just like a pinch or a tickle sends a signal to your brain, you feel it, but it's not really you, right? You can feel anger, you can feel discouragement, you can feel elation. You feel it, but it's not necessarily you. You might enjoy one feeling more than another, but neither of those are you. It's just something that your body is experiencing, right? On a physical and an emotional, psychological level, right? Uh, An example, right? A person seeking a raise, two people, same company, same raise, same position. Person one thinks, If I don't get a raise, it means they don't value me, right? And so maybe they're discouraged from even pursuing it because they're afraid that if they get a no, what that means, right? Now they've asked for a raise. They're going to be embarrassed every time they see their supervisor, and it's going to change how they show up at work, potentially. Person two thinks, if I don't get a raise, I should present a counteroffer. Then they'll be forced to consider my raise request. Different thoughts, different feelings, actions, probably different results, right? They will likely take these different actions on this exact same situation simply because of how they're thinking about it. And that thinking is almost inseparable from the feelings that they have about it. So, if you can understand your feelings as separate from you, you're better able to respond. And you can take actions that align with your results, the results that you want to create, rather than being sort of pushed into results that maybe you don't want. Maybe they're the self-fulfilling prophecy type of results, right? You want the raise. You are afraid to ask because you don't want to be embarrassed or you don't want to experience even the possibility of a no. So you never ask. So you reject reject your request for a raise even before you ask. It's like a self-rejection, right? The other thing that's important here is that You can choose to have a different thought. And that's part of this exercise, right? You can examine what thoughts you have and what results they get you, how they make you feel. And you can say, what other thought is possible here? What other things am I thinking or could I think that would make me feel differently and maybe help me to take other actions? And I'm not suggesting just think happy thoughts. I'm actually offering that you have thoughts that are rooted in real inquiry And curiosity about what is real and what is possible and what might be true. In many cases, there might be more than one thing that's possible, right? There might be more than one outcome, more than two, more than three, right? And to really consider those and to ask yourself if it's worth sort of self-selecting yourself out of a result that you desire simply because there are other possibilities, possibilities that you may not like these are powerful thoughts that are rooted in reality a reality that you don't always fully see because the negative thoughts have blinders on the process of coaching helps you to see this and it removes these blinders so what does the same process look like again s for the emotions stop and acknowledge that the emotion is present It takes practice and this is why we go through this repeatedly on the same and on different topics when we are coaching you stopping you acknowledge that the emotion is present I feel uncomfortable I feel scared right then instead of saying I don't want to feel that anymore I want to put it away I want to put it behind me I want to think about it I don't want to feel it we actually create space right for the emotion we don't push it away we sit with it one of the ways we do this is I in this piece We investigate how does it feel physically? Where is it located in your body? The size, the shape, the temperature, color, movement, right? So if you close your eyes and you think about a time you were angry, maybe you feel angry as sort of a temperature increase all over your body, right? Maybe you feel it as sort of a, a tightness and a heat in your chest and it feels tingly, right? So maybe it has a color, like red. Maybe it has movement, like it sort of pulses, right? But we want to go through this exercise to kind of tease that out, to get you familiar with this part of yourself that you very rarely experience, right? Oftentimes, negative emotions and feelings, we just don't want to feel them. We want them to go away and we only want to feel the good. It's important to get to know this other part of yourself to become familiar with these emotions, especially the ones that are uncomfortable. Because again, in the modern world, fear is not keeping you from life or death, in most cases. Fear is only keeping you from success or from doing something that you might otherwise enjoy. Right? So becoming familiar with it and understanding it and the... the 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 characterization of it and the the way it shows up in your body will only help you to be less afraid of this emotion the next time it arises. The last piece is in, non-identification, and I alluded to this before. It's basically doing your best to sit outside yourself, metaphorically speaking, and observe as much as possible the emotion without becoming the emotion. Now, I don't want to get too woo-woo here, but this is really a um, an actual practice of saying, right now I feel angry. I'm going to do something to allow that anger to just be there. I'm going to feel angry, whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like. Let it stay with me. I'm going to realize, even self-talk, say to myself, I feel angry, Right? But that's not the only thing I am. That's not the only thing that I might be feeling right now. And just observe how that emotion sits with you. How it increases in tempo and how it subsides. Most emotions last something like 90 seconds and then they they dissipate. So you'll be okay. And it's going through this process of Both awareness and becoming in tune with, identifying with, processing, and holding space for emotions that allows you to gain mastery over these aspects of your life. When you gain mastery over these aspects of your life, you're going to gain mastery over other areas of your life. You'll be better suited, again, going back to the example of a raise, to say... I really want a raise i feel like i deserve a raise i'm concerned that they're not going to give me a raise i'm a little afraid to ask i know i'm afraid it's okay right to kind of sit with that discomfort for a while to say if i don't ask i'm certainly not getting a raise if i do ask and freeing yourself up to say i'm going to make an argument for my best case it'll be uncomfortable you walk in you have the conversation, you ask for a raise, then you leave it up to the decision makers. But you've prepared it, you've prepared yourself. And regardless of the outcome, right, whether or not you get the raise, you get the raise, great. But if you don't, you've done something that you should celebrate, right? You've taken something that would normally have held you back, that would have prevented you from doing something good for yourself, and explored that, pushed through that, conquered it I would argue that the simple act of doing so might even cast you in another light perhaps a positive light with your employer by them saying well here's someone who wants to stay with the company they want more compensation and they've put together a presentation on why they think they're valuable right Again, all companies are different. How that lands with everyone else, we don't know. But what we're really concerned with, yes, your are but also you, right? How you show up on a regular basis. And this is going to help you not only for that particular request, but it's going to help you in so many other areas of your life. And so it's part of a coaching relationship. We look at this and other things like this and explore how you can gain mastery over your, your emotions and your thoughts. Right in a way that is not overly esoteric, but really practical in how you're able to to choose to explore your thoughts and your emotions, to question them, to be curious about them, and to choose other thoughts and emotions that are also true, that serve you better, and live into a future and live into uh, a, a mindset that will ultimately lead you to a better, happier, more fulfilled life. Okay. Thank you guys for listening in. I always appreciate your time. Hope this lesson's been valuable to you. Uh, It's been valuable to me. I've employed this in my life and I do it constantly. So I'd love to help you with whatever you're working on. So if you need help, if you're curious and you just want to have a conversation about what all this means for you, let me know. You can contact me at daryl at coaching you through coaching with the letter you through.com. Okay. Thanks. Thank everybody. you for joining Take us. Care. Share this episode with friends, families, and others in the fight. We'd love to hear from you. What's your story? What are your thoughts, experiences, and what would you like to hear discussed? Reach out at www.coachingyouthrough.com That's coaching you through with the letter you.com.